On today's episode of Locked On Grizzlies, DeMichael Cole and I are talking if this Grizzlies team was healthy, living in a magical fairyland of happiness and joy. If this team was completely 100% ready, are Gigi Jackson and Vince Williams Jr. in the rotation? Plus, we take a look at the standings in the Western Conference, a team that is close to both the lottery and the play-in. That's the current reality for the Grizzlies. Plus, we preview a big weekend of basketball in Memphis. All that and more on this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Lock in with them. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday edition of Locked on Grizzlies. It is I, Joe Mullinex, one of your hosts. Happy as always to say one of your hosts because I'm joined by the incomparable DeMichael Cole of the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. Make sure you're following all of his work at the CA. Make sure you're following him on X at DeMichael C. If you want to follow me on X, you most certainly can do so at Joe Mullinex. We have fun both on social media, more so me than DeMichael. And we have fun here on Locked on Grizzlies. And whether you're here with us each and every time a new episode drops or you are here for the first time, maybe you're somewhere in between, DeMichael and I are thrilled that you have joined us. We at Locked on Grizzlies are proud members of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team each and every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can also check us out on YouTube. And DeMichael Cole, I don't know if you've noticed, but we are almost in the final countdown to our 3,000 subscriber goal. Yeah. We are within 15 subscribers, I believe. 15 subscribers, give or take a few as we record this podcast. We are 14 away. Thank you to everybody that is helping us achieve this goal of 3,000 subscribers by the end of the month. Hopefully, the next time that we're on these uh, locked-on airwaves oh, or sure. pod waves, we are yeah. over 3,000. That's the hope. That's the goal by Monday's episode. Again, everybody that's subscribed, we really appreciate it wherever you get podcasts, but especially on YouTube as we build that audience almost at 3,000. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Help us get past that over the next few days. Again, wherever you get podcasts, YouTube, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. Continue to make Lockdown Grizzlies a part of your NBA and Grizzlies content consumption. Uh, DeMichael Cole, we're going to start off this episode, if it's okay with you, okay, because it's a partnership here where we're equals, of course. Um, I would like to talk about a hypothetical that was posed to me on X, as I okay. affectionately used to call it Twitter, like everybody else. Uh, shout out to Tim Jones for this topic. Posted shout or Tim. Shout, mentioned shout to me. What is it even called on X anymore? Anyway, I digress. Uh, he posted at me, at Joe Mullinax, if every injured Grizzly player came back healthy immediately. What 10 players would be in your 10-man rotation? And I thought that was a wonderful question. It was also a little bit of bait. So, Tim, if you're listening yeah. to this podcast, you have probably been following me for a while. And you're trying – it's like uh, – he, 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 he knew exactly who to exactly ask. Putting a piece of cheese in front of a mouse. And I couldn't help myself. <laughs> so, after posting incorrectly and putting Marcus Smart on there twice – this is the 10-man rotation that I came to, Michael, and maybe we agree 100%. Maybe you've got a guy in there that I don't. But this is my 10-man rotation, given the information that we currently have, assuming every player on the roster is healthy. John Morant, Desmond Bain, 
Marcus Smart, Jaron Jackson Jr., Steven Adams. Those are my starting five. None of that changes. However, Luke Kennard, Vince Williams Jr., G.G. Jackson, Santi Aldama, and Brandon Clark. That would be my 10-man rotation. My reserves would be Kennard, Williams Jr., G.G., Aldama, and Clark. My starters, Morant, Bain, Smart, Jackson, and Adams. This, this exercise, I'll be honest, partner, kind of depressed me because that sounds freaking awesome right now. <laughs> like, we'd be talking about a pretty darn you're, good you're, basketball you're, team. You're teasing everyone who's yeah. I'm so, telling you, uh, don't blame me. I'm I'm just the, the messenger of content from Tim Jones at Soccer mm. Coach 15 on X. Blame mm. him, not me. Uh, but that would be my perfect 10-man rotation. Do you have any tweaks to that, DeMichael? Do you think that's pretty spot I on? I think the biggest tweak would maybe be between Marcus Smart and Vince Williams Jr., perhaps. Uh, I mean, eventually, possibly. Yes, mm-hmm. but but I, I think that's fine. And I don't think, you know, based on what we've heard, based on what we've seen around the Grizzlies, like Marcus Martin's not about to lose a, a starting spot, you know, at this point. Vince Williams has been really good, but do I need to – I mean, there's a little recency bias here. Do we need to remind people what Marcus Smart was doing right before uh, his latest injury? I mean, Are you he, trying to say that there's recency bias among Memphis Grizzlies fans? Oh, no. Are you trying to say that Memphis Grizzlies fans have short-term memories regarding this team and its roster? No way. No way, right? Serious. Impossible. Not the Grizzlies fans. (laughs) So I think you're starting five. I'm completely fine with. But I'm going to throw you for a loop here. And, Joe, I know you're not going to like this. And some people will understand where I'm coming from uh, when I say this. I'm with you on Kennard. I'm with you. Again, uh, I mean, Luke Kennard, he's shooting. You talk about – because I think of it as, you know, it's not just the starting group and then the second five. They're going to be mixed in. And Luke Kennard playing on the floor, you know, with John Moran at the beginning of the second quarter and stretches like that, that's fun uh, to watch. Uh, Vince Williams Jr., again, that's your – he can play with Marcus Mark, but having Marcus Mark come out of the game and have Vince Williams Jr. in the game, uh, that's just very impactful. Santi Aldama, Brandon Clark, I think those guys are in as well. G.G. Jackson. Let's 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 go there. I mean, you you know how interesting. I feel about you know how I feel you about love Gigi Jackson. Jackson. You did a whole show basically on Gigi and, Jackson, and I don't think this is me saying that I like him any less in terms of his potential and what he can be and what he will be uh, going forward. But you said right now, right? As of as I of said, today. right now is in like okay. if going into tonight's game against the Orlando yep. Magic, if everybody yep. magically in the world of sunshine and rainbows was mm-hmm. healthy, what your ten man rotation would be. My 10th man, give me John Conchar. No! Give me John Conchar in the rotation. Give me the plus minus assassin. Look, I I know. Look, everybody, I love hoops. I know Gigi Jackson can mix it up and he can get to the cup. He can do all the flashy stuff. Give me John Conchar. Give me the guy who's going to rotate. Rotate from the weak side and get that block when Jaron Jackson Jr. is out of position. Give me that guy who's going to be, uh, just like Vince Ugh. Williams, another aggressive guard rebounder to fix uh, what would be a weakness on the second unit. It, it rebounding. We talk about having Brandon Clark, Santi Aldama as your front court. Give me John Conchar and the shooting in addition to that. That is my 10th man. And look, you you can argue with it all you want, but go look, at, go look at the plus minus. From last season with John Conchart was on the floor. You don't believe in it? Go look at the year before that when John Conchart was on the floor. When he plays, the Grizzlies are a better team. Yeah, you look at the numbers and you see four points, 
you know, five rebounds and one assist, one made shot and whatnot. And you say, how? Defensively, he's sound. He's always in the right spot. As we saw with those five blocks, he wasn't hunting. He wasn't Jaron Jackson Jr. in his blocks. He just was right place, right time, great defensive positioning. Right now, give me John Contra. Gigi Jackson next season, we can have a different conversation. But right now, as of today, John Contra fits the Grizzlies lineup a little bit better when you talk about everyone being healthy. Right now, as of today, John Conchar is a minus 3.4 in terms Who of- Who isn't a minus, minus on the team this year? Come uh, on, Joe. Come Gigi on. Gigi Jackson is not a minus on the team this year. In what, Gigi 25 Jackson, minutes? Like, 144 minutes, to be precise, to Michael I mean, Cole. 144 so, minutes. That's January. January. That's pretty much what we're talking about here. So, Vince Williams Jr. is the leader in this at this point. He's played 790 yeah. minutes. He's oh, plus sure. 10.8. Vince Williams Jr., he's not the MVP. I think that's pretty clearly Jaron Jackson Jr., given everything that's transpired. But yeah. Vince Williams Jr. is climbing up the rankings. Like, we have yeah. people in the comments asking about, can Vince Williams Jr. be Rookie of the Year? For a variety of reasons, no. Number one being Victor Wembanyama exists. Uh, but Vince Williams Jr. is having a really good season, and I don't want to take away from that. Uh, yeah. And this plus-minus thing can be misleading, right? Like, you know who else oh. has a negative plus-minus right now? Desmond oh. Bain. And I don't think anybody's going to talk about how bad Desmond Bain is. So there, there's flaws would, to this. I would declare here. that we can throw out plus minus for this season. Well, I'm, because well, and of I'm, the that's fair. Well, I, again, Vince Williams Jr. We would talk about Vince Williams Jr. being pretty darn good and the numbers back yeah. that up. But I, I agree is. with you in the particular case of Desmond Bain. I think that's mm-hmm. 100% fair. Uh, John Conchar, I'm sorry, he stinks. All right. I. <laughs> I can't support that take. You knew that going in, that I couldn't support it. Now, I will say something that Conchar does well beyond the rebounding mm-hmm. is his assist to usage rate is pretty impressive. It's good. Well, he's in the 99th percentile among wings, according to Cleaning the Glass, in terms of assists compared to his usage. But you know what he's one of the worst players in the league at, DeMichael? Do you want to know what he's one of the worst players in the league at? I'll let you. I'll give you three guesses. You're only going to need one. Um, I mean, shooting the basketball to Michael Cole, shooting the basketball points per shot attempt. He is in the seventh percentile in the entire NBA seventh. That is really bad. He scores 95, 95.3 points per 100 shot attempts. That is atrocious. You know why that doesn't matter to me, Joe? Oh, you want to know why this should matter more this season than it has. We're talking about at full health. You're going to have John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., Marcus Smart, Santi Aldama, Brandon Clark, Luke Kennard. That's seven guys who can easily average over 10 points per game. Seven guys that I just named. You won't need him to score. You don't need it. (laughs) He stinks. I will say that, again, he is kind of like Kyle Anderson light. Okay? Mm. I'd said Kyle Anderson light for the record. Um, (laughs) block percentage steal percentage foul percentage field goal rate or excuse me rebound rate we already know he's really good at that he's above average to elite in all the defense and rebounding statistical rankings for cleaning the glass so while i think your argument has merit to michael cole i cannot in my right mind argue for john conchar in any way shape or form unless it is to convince Boston Celtics people that he uh, should go to the Boston Celtics for a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. In that case, John Conchar is the best player to ever play basketball, and you'd be getting a steal to get John Conchar for a first-round pick. 
Coming up next here on Lockdown Grizzlies, uh, we're going to take a look at the current standings in the NBA, not just in terms of the play-in, but also the lottery. Memphis is in a weird place. They're not quite a playoff team, but they're also not quite your traditional lottery team either. We'll talk about that more coming up next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by eBay Motors. Ooh, DeMichael Cold is one of our favorite parts of the week. This is where we get to talk about the wonderful Lockdown Fantasy Basketball host, Josh Lloyd, who has partnered with eBay Motors to bring some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're planning for a daily draft or you're scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit fantasy picks of the week to michael cole i promise i'm not making this up guess who is number one on his list it is g g jackson not john conchar g g jackson memphis needs shot creation to michael cole and g g can do it he has shown flashes and he should be someone managers can look to grab to see how memphis deploys I think that Josh agrees with me, not to Michael Cole, but that's okay. I still love to Michael. And I also love Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, who's going to help you win your fantasy championship. eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same thing with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one car, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly, whether it's brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your whip needs eBay Motors has it, and with eBay's guaranteed fit, it is the right fit the first time, every time, or your money back. At these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die car alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. DeMichael, the standings are kind of weird for the Memphis Grizzlies right now. And uh, going into our Friday's game against the Orlando Magic, we'll preview that later on in the show, as well as a showdown with the Pacers. Um, you look at the standings, Memphis, as of this recording, is within four or five games of the play-in, which is crazy to say out loud. The Houston Rockets, as you know, not to pat ourselves on the back to Michael Cole, but you and I both kind of called that cooling off, and that's exactly yeah. what's happened to Houston. So they're starting to free fall a little bit out of the play-in standings and into the lottery, which is where people expected them anyway. I don't want to discredit what Houston has done. They've done well so far this season, considering expectations. Uh, But they are kind of coming back down to earth. Golden State is old, right? And again, putting aside the terrible tragedy that happened to them, focusing on the basketball side of things, the, the roster still kind of a struggle there. The Utah Jazz are winning in spite of themselves, right? Uh, Colin Sexton coming back with a vengeance and revitalizing his NBA career. So the Lakers will probably stay in the play-in mix. The Mavericks, the Kings, you'd imagine all those teams will stay up there. The Pelicans look phenomenal at times, and other times they look like terrible, terrible basketball players. So inconsistency is the issue for New Orleans. Memphis still has a window to the play-in. And then if you look at Tankathon, which is my personal favorite uh, for lottery odds, The Memphis Grizzlies are currently seventh in the lottery, right? So there's still wiggle room, right? There's about like a half game difference between seventh and eighth, okay? Uh, Memphis and Brooklyn are kind of interchangeable going into Thursday night's games. But I I think that we have to kind of acknowledge, and I'm really going to date myself, and people are really going to hate this reference. Um, It's kind of like the Britney Spears song, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, okay? 
And let me explain before you judge me and roll your eyes at me. I know that's how you're feeling to Michael Cole. Okay. You're shaking your head if you're watching on YouTube and I understand. Okay. The Grizzlies are not quite bad enough to completely write off as a lottery team. Right. They beat the Toronto Raptors. Who's kind of in that conversation with them. But if you look at the Grizzlies roster and you're being honest about the reality of who they are, even with the wonderful new way that they're winning, Taylor Jenkins proving he is a good functional basketball coach, they're not quite a play-in team either. So going into the trade deadline, this makes this an interesting question, right? What do you see them settling as? Do you think over the larger sample size of the next 30, 40-plus games, they're going to settle as a play-in team? Or are they going to settle as that lottery team that's outside of the postseason and not even getting a sniff of it through the play-in tournament. One thing that's been consistent that we've seen since John Morant, Desmond Bain, uh, Marcus Smart, and all those guys have went down is this team is playing hard. Results Absolutely. aside. It, I mean, and that's not just cliche around here, I don't think, because earlier in the season we saw Derrick Rose get on the team. We saw Marcus Smart get on the team. Like, there were problems about the effort. In Memphis, that is no longer a question whatsoever. Uh, they're playing really hard right now. So you just take a look at the bigger picture of things. Uh, I really don't see it happening. I don't. Uh, I mean, the four and a half games, since we're talking hypotheticals, looking at how all those teams right above the Grizzlies are kind of like free-falling in a way in terms right. of like the Warriors have, have kind of fallen flat a little bit. Uh, Utah's kind of, you know, been on the upswing, but – like you said, I mean, trade deadline, we'll, we'll see what happens over there. And then what's happened in Houston, it kind of feels like, man, the Grizzlies at full health, you know, well, not full health, but with job ja, Dez and, and those guys in the fold when they played in that Lakers game, uh, they would really easily have made a run at it. Like we were, you know, looking at the standings and said, oh, you're doing all these standings watch. It would have been easy for them by the beginning of March to be right in the thick or perhaps even earlier based on the way sure. we're seeing these other teams play. So, but here's my problem. Uh, the big dogs are just out too long. Now, granted, I, I have heard a little bit. There's some talk out there that Desmond Bain potentially could be, you know, at or above, you know, uh, his timeline. Like he is, he is really pushing uh, the envelope on this six weeks on this injury thing. So we'll see, you know, how that goes. Cause the Grizzlies like to be careful, but I'm uh, Desmond Bain is definitely pushing uh, the timeline. On, on that end in terms of that injury. But with all that being said, here's the thing. Uh, it's just still too long, you know, uh, and without Marcus Smart, without Desmond Bain, without, uh, you know, these major pieces, you know, in, t- in addition to, you know, John Rett, Steven Adams, we'll see what happens with Brandon Clark. It's just hard to picture this team, you know, making that type of run because they're going to play hard. They're going to be in games. I think defensively right now they're 11th. Uh, they'll end up top seven, top eight potentially, I think still. Uh, as the as the number starts to round out, but uh, it, it's hard for me to see uh, this team right now is, is currently constructed uh, making that jump because you got to make up some ground, so you got to go on a win streak here, and uh, it's hard to see that happen. Maybe they use, and I talked about this on yesterday's show, the disabled player exceptions. Maybe they try to bring in a big somebody like like a Thaddeus Young. I know he's not a traditional big, but you know maybe yeah. another type of big player uh, to try to stabilize that position. I don't know that they need to. I talked about that yesterday. And I also don't know that it matters in terms of this season. As weird as this sounds, and maybe this is just I've watched way too much Grizzlies basketball over the last decade, it's house money, man. If they lose 
and they're a lottery team. They're adding another valuable asset wherever that pick lands in the lottery, whether they use the pick or don't. Please don't use the pick. But even if they do, you know, that's another young player they add to this core that's cost-controlled for four years. And if they win and they somehow get into the play-in, that's one of the best coaching jobs in the NBA, and that's a testament even more so than Taylor Jenkins and his staff to the players that are in place. I think it was John Hollinger that posted the other day on X, just pretend that G.G. Jackson and Vince Williams Jr. were first-round picks and ignore maybe some of the slip-ups in other spots, right? Um, I'm not saying that you should do that, but my point is that would say that this team, given everything that's transpired, if they somehow find a way into the play-in, you have to feel amazing about this Grizzlies team going into next year, given their depth, given the hopeful return of so many players. It's house money for me. I think either way, if they're in the lottery, cool. It's explainable and understandable. If they're in the play-in, that's phenomenal, and it allows for them to have greater experience and a feather in their cap, having some level of success in a really tough season. So let Michael and I know what you guys think in the comments. Do you do you see them being more of a play-in mix? Because technically right now they're closer to the play-in than they were when Ja was back. Yeah. So how do you see that playing out? Is Memphis going to kind of stay where they're at in that seven spot in the lottery? Do they really have a chance to make a push at the play-in? Let DeMichael and I know what you think in the comments. We come back here on Locked on Grizzlies. We are going to preview the weekend ahead. It's the Magic and the Pacers, I do believe, over the next couple of games. DeMichael and I will talk about both of those games next. But first... Friendly reminder that Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It is Locked On Sports Today, 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. This episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by Grammarly. DeMichael, you're a writer. You're pretty active in the writing side of things. I used to be active in the writing side of things. Writing can be hard sometimes, right? Getting certain things done, whether it's writing for work, hunting for jobs, whatever the case might be, Grammarly's there to help you from start to finish in whatever the task might be. If you're stuck writing something for work, Grammarly can help you get started with ideas, outlines, and even provide some tips. Maybe you need to polish writing. Grammarly can help you paraphrase, rewrite, be more concise in an instant. Maybe you need to get through emails quicker, summarizing them, providing suggestions on how to reply Grammarly can give you all of that. And the best part, it is free to you. Start being more productive at work. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download for free today. That is G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash podcast. When we come back here on Locked On Grizzlies, we're previewing the weekend ahead for Memphis. Stick with us. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, joined by my co-host, Michael Cole, the Commercial Appeal. He is the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer. With that publication, I've covered the Grizzlies for over a decade. Between the two of us, we've got all sorts of different knowledge coming your way. This has been a fun episode. We're light on this Friday. We're laughing. You're saying silly things like John Conchar should play in front of G.T. Jackson. I'm saying silly things like maybe they are a play-in team even after all the trans- <laughs> we're, 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 we're We're having a good time here on Lockdown Grizzlies to Michael. Um, a busy weekend for Memphis. Two games. Yeah. They've got the Magic coming up on Friday night, and then they've got Sunday, the Pacers. So, DeMichael, what do you see? Obviously, Pascal Siakam looms large. Indiana has surprisingly struggled 
with Siakam. I, I don't think that's going to last too long, but it hasn't been an instantaneous fit, uh, hand in glove that at least resulted in winning just yet. So you've got the Grizzlies taking on the Magic on Friday. You've got the Pacers on Sunday. How do you see this weekend playing out for Memphis? What are some of your keys to both games? Well, let me start here. Uh, I think that Gigi Jackson should get all the minutes in the world. Oh, and all the minutes in the world. Should he should he get more minutes than John Conchar? What do you think? She get way more minutes than John Conchar. This, this, this is a completely different uh, situation. It, okay. It's a completely different situation. We're talking about if, if all the guys are healthy as compared to now that no one's out there, you need someone that can get buckets. You need someone who can create shots for yourself. Uh, Gigi Jackson is one of those guys. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing a minutes uptick potentially for him uh whatnot. But when you talk about these opponents, let's start with the Pacers, uh, the Grizzlies, a uh, Friday opponent. Uh, the thing – well, their Sunday opponent, excuse me. But the thing about the Pacers is – they're starting to kind of round into form a little bit. You mentioned that Pascal Siakam. Yeah, every player, when you get traded and you kind of try to fit in and whatnot, and they struggle. And they just had a big win against 76ers, Pascal Siakam, a triple-double. That double. was a big win. That's true. And, and, and he had a triple-double. And, and Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey uh, played, and there was no Tyrese Halliburton. So uh, that team, trust me, they'll be fine. Now let's go to this Magic game, the more – uh, the Sooner game that's going to happen here. And that Magic team is very interesting. If you haven't been watching them this season, uh, they're kind of one of the bigger surprises in the NBA. For a while, they were in the top four, top five range in the East, but similar to the Rockets, but not all the way similar to the Rockets. They've kind of failed a little bit, uh, but their fall is a little bit different. They fall in, in large part because Franz Wagner, you know, one of their young star players, Paolo Benchero also in that conversation, hasn't really been healthy. Markel Fultz is another one. Uh, a starter at one point for them hasn't been healthy this season as well. So you talk about Franz Wagner missing a, a, a couple weeks, Markel Fultz missing over a month. Uh, they haven't had all their pieces together, but what Jamal Mosley has done with that team defensively, the, the magic are, this is going to be a tough game uh, for the Grizzlies, particularly that is one of the best defenses in the NBA. Uh, they got our guy that we talked about a little bit on here. Once upon a time, Gogo Patate, uh, yeah. it's really, I mean, he's made it hard on Wendell Carter to get his starting spot back. Like, he he has been a very forceful, you know, in the inside. Uh, we know Pano Benchero brings to the table, Franz Wagner. Uh, I mean, Jalen Suggs defensively is a monster, like, they have weapons over there. Uh, Cole Anthony is your spark plug off the bench, scoring, but he also gets after it defensively as well. And that team, again, that's a young team, but they kind of built all those pieces together. Cole Anthony drafted them. Jalen Suggs drafted them. Traded for Markel Fultz uh, when value-wise, people didn't really think too much of them. Uh, you know, Paulo Benchero drafted. Franz Wagner. Like, all these guys are kind of homegrown. And uh, they when you get all these homegrown players, you get the buy-in. And defensively is where they really stand out to me. So uh, I, I want to see – you know, what the, what the Grizzlies offense is going to do against this type of team? Because in my mind, if the Grizzlies are to beat the Magic, it's going to have to be, you know, a, one of those low in the 100s or uh, high 90s type of games. The higher of uh, Mosley there for Orlando, right? The development defensively with those young players. A, a coach still has pretty significant value in the NBA. People debate all the time. Where do you see the importance of an NBA head coach? It really shines with young teams that have talent, 
especially if you're trying to develop them defensively. You know, you yeah. saw Adrian Griffin just get fired with the Bucks. That was a pretty veteran team. They have higher aspirations with Damian Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo in the fold. Wes Unsell Jr. just got moved to a front office position basically because his father is the greatest player in Wizards <laughs> history. They're not going to fire the guy, right? Can't disrespect so them, <laughs> can't be disrespecting their legends. So he got moved to a front office spot. Those are teams, especially the Wizards, that could have used someone that is able to build a defensive culture like they're doing in Orlando. And that is a really fun team to watch. And that is a game that if you're going into it as a Grizzlies fan, they it's the magic. This yeah. ain't the same magic. This is a very different team with a lot of talent. They can score in a variety of ways. You mentioned Banchero. He is one of the more underrated scorers in the NBA, in my opinion. Maybe maybe I'm missing properly rating. Maybe folks talk about him more than I see. But from what I see, He's we don't good. talk about what that dude can do enough. He is very good. And it's going to be lots of fun to see that unfold on Friday night. You mentioned the Pacers game on Sunday. I don't mean to disrespect Pascal Siakam. I know he had that big game, and that was a big win, big performance against uh, Philly. The larger sample size to this point has been a little bit of a slow start, but it looks like they might be figuring it out. And we always knew that if they figured it out, a pretty historically great offense was going to be even better putting an all-NBA caliber offensive player in Siakam in that system, especially next to Miles Turner. Uh, yeah. A Halliburton-Turner-Siakam big three is pretty scary given how the Pacers run their offense. So um, it's going to be a big weekend in Memphis, going to be a lot of fun to watch unfold. Just one home game, right? You'll be there back in FedEx Forum covering the Magic, but they're back in Indiana on Sunday for that contest. And we'll talk about the results of both of those games and much more on our next episode of Locked on Grizzlies. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Each and every time a new episode drops here on Locked On Grizzlies, thank you for being with us here on this episode. Remember that Locked On Sports Today has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. To Michael, like I mentioned, the next time we're together, we'll recap the weekend's events. Hopefully, we're talking good things and not so much bad things. But as this season continues to grind along, looking for development, looking for positives, and maybe trying to get some clarity as to what this team might do mm -hmm. as the trade deadline approaches. Yeah, uh, a lot of things that kind of need to be combed out over the next couple of weeks. And more than anything, we're going to get clarity. Clarity on the future, clarity on where the Grizzlies go from here. And we'll talk to Zach Kleiman. Remember, even, you know, usually if the Grizzlies do anything – whatever. We still talk to Zach Kleiman around that time. So that's going to be big. You know, I think we'll get the clarity. Uh, that's the most important thing, what the Grizzlies will need to do in the offseason, what they'll have to do in the offseason. All of that will be answered February 8th. A big deal. And tick-tock, right? The clock is ticking. We're going to find that out sooner rather than later. Uh, for DeMichael, I'm Joe. Thank you guys so much for being with us. Again, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. Check us out anywhere you get your podcast. But I, I sound like a broken record. Please help us get over 3,000 subscribers on YouTube. You guys have done a phenomenal job. We've noticed those numbers picking up over the last few episodes as to Michael and I have asked for that help. We really do appreciate you guys for doing that. We appreciate the feedback in the comments. We've had some good conversations there in the comments the last couple of days. We want this to be interactive. We want you guys to chat with us. Feel like you can reach out to us again on X at the Michael C at Joe Molinex. We let off today's show with something that someone on X asked me to do 
on social media. So interact with us there. I know a couple of you sometimes have asked for us to talk about certain things. You never know when something's going to get picked up by DeMichael or myself here on Locked On Grizzly. So again, for DeMichael Cole, I am Joe Molinax. Stay locked in over the weekend. Enjoy the NBA basketball. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Hopefully we've got over 3,000 subscribers on YouTube next time you hear from us. Have a good one.